Sean just got a bunch of our, uh, uh, our our very proprietary player ratings, and he's losing his mind over here. Yeah, we just sent him. I just sent him the player ratings. This is my attempt at getting our team projection, like skater and goalie ratings, into a single number rating, which is not really how the model is set up. But wait, what is why you have position numbers? Is like that's like their line position, like forward. That's the number, like. So, so top line six? would be one, two, three. What? Oh, okay. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ten, eleven. Yeah, yeah all the way to twelve. And that's yep. based off of cap friendly's. Yes, that's cap friendly's um roster position. I also um, these are the starting rosters. So, the uh, well, the the future like playoff prediction and point predictions like players who are injured get subbed in. So like Crosby won't be in here, and uh, I don't know who else. Yanni Gord, Malkin. Um, Nick Backstrom, um, who else was like Domi and Verona, like those type of players aren't in here, but they get added in later. So this is just the starting game one player ratings, I think. Hold on, let me see if Crosby. Shouldn't you know there. this, Luke? Isn't this, uh, you know, no, wasn't you're this correct. important? Like or? Crosby's not up here. Or at least yeah, Crosby like isn't top. in here because he's not on the first game of the season, so he didn't get added in here. Wait, isn't Gensel out? Or is that it's kind of up in the air? He has like he's out, out for COVID or something. Yeah, I saw that. I'm not. I I no. Didn't. He's in here. I know that. Yeah, but he's in here. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, he 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 tested positive for COVID. I I think it's kind of one of those things where, and I saw this with um because didn't I think Micah so. For anyone, we're just doing this now, but uh, these are our. If, if you didn't see, we released our uh, our our final, I guess, NHL team point projections for the 21-22 season, uh, or the 2021-2022 season. Didn't Sean? Didn't Sean get mad at us for not having saying the full year earlier, or am I just misremembering that? I think you're misremembering that. Yeah, I think okay. you're misremembering. All right, think. sure, whatever. Uh, and uh... <laughs> I came across. I came across one. <laughs> Oh, every, you should. Everyone should just see Sean's face as he's like scrolling through these player ratings that we had for all of the current rostered players. Um, he is. He has just been enjoying himself. Hey, hey, go shoot, Sean. Who did yeah. you see? Well, Who did so, you see? Of course, our, your brand, right? Uh, and uh, Val Nachushkin. Oh yeah. We don't. There's no rankings here, but he's top fifty at least. Thirty yeah. between thirty to fifty. No, I I've said Dreyfus we said this before. Top. He it always comes back to Nachushki, but also there's a reason he got protected in the expansion draft. There's a reason that he, you know, is kind of a vital part of Colorado. It's because he pretty he's pretty good, you know. Yeah. I don't, but uh, I mean, he is what he's our eighth highest skater in terms of uh, overall ranking. The Avs, the Avs are just no, nuts. He's way no, not overall that. ranking. What are you on talking the Avs, about? I'm oh, saying. on the Avalanche, yeah. on the Avalanche, he's their eighth skater. So like, right. there's seven. It's not like he's you know, but. I don't know because we had I, so so I thought it was funny with uh, the central because the Avalanche were just I think they were twenty seven points higher than Minnesota in our projections, which yes. I even I thought was a little bit high and I think compared to the other projection systems out there, um, it was kind of a like I mean they have Nachushkin so like yeah I mean yeah any team with Nachushkin you know that's gonna yeah gonna pop out really I'm the... sure that uh, I'm sure Sean is happy to see his uh, you know Chucky in the. Uh, Chucky is number two. And Kale, two. when Kale gets a pass, right? Because Kale went to UMass and transformed the. Stop. Okay. <laughs> he transformed the. Trying to act you like know. you're a Leafs fan. <laughs> what? No, Bruins for life. Bruins for just life. Just your Bruins fan. Massachusetts only. Well, anyway, Kale, no, just so Kale went to UMass. So you're not getting it. No, I get it. That's what I was saying. You're well, not. It's college hockey, though. I love yeah, Chucky. I, I love Chucky to death. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Anyway, I don't <laughs> think you're getting. Sorry, what continue, I was... continue. Sorry. So, but the biggest thing that point that I see here, right? And I think we get to this later with your Seattle projection. Is that? Uh, oh my God, I'm going to mispronounce the name, but Dredger and uh, and Grubauer. I think Dreger. It is yeah. Dreger, right? I, was I like think it's Dreger. The D there. Yeah. Um, like they're they got. Mangiapane in between them, but like they're both like towards the top. They're both top ten goalies in the league. Which yeah, I'm not sure yeah. how big of a piece of that compared to everything else with Seattle got them to like number two on the Yeah, it's kinda hard. So like I guess I can kind of 
start by kind of giving a rundown of the team projections because, like, it is really hard to estimate um, how much goalies impact the overall projections um, because um, I can't remember if I if we talked about this on the when we went through the initial team projections or if we were just talking about this just otherwise. But um, goalies are really hard to predict, and so the way that our model is set up, I mean, it's a lot of moving pieces here, um, but essentially we predict ratings for all skaters and goalies and we have two metrics for each for both skaters we use a predicted like x bar um which is our expected standing points above replacement um and then a predicted game score and the game score we just call it because it's using domus chisholm method um but uh it's we created it the weights based on how well they predict future team wins so And these models are using up to the last three years of data that we have on skaters to predict this. So this is not, these are not like predicted to be, um, well, they're not like tuned. No, well, they are, but they're not like something that we use for like player projections. It's mostly to get something that we can feed into a team game prediction model. And then the goalie stats, we use like a regressed Fenwick save percentage and then our GAR um, the, the goalie guard rates. Um, we, but yeah, I mean, to get back to the Seattle thing, I think the two best hold players. On. What are you, what are you jumping in <laughs> well, here? You're for? rambling here. You're just, I'm not ramb- rambling. I'm, ex- I'm explaining what, you know, all the complicated. Okay. Let me go. Just basically, we get skater and goalie ratings. We put those, aggregate them per team, home and away stats for each skaters and goalies. And then we build another model that predicts outcomes of team games. So, and it gives a probability uh, that each team will win. Um, we get well. We get probabilities that each team will win, and then um, we to get projected point totals. We predict all games in the season, and then we run a Monte Carlo simulation, which is essentially just testing those probabilities against random numbers between zero and one. You do that like a bunch of times. We did it fifty thousand. It doesn't really matter how many times you do it, and once you you take the average of each team's predicted outcome out of 50,000. So that's where we, when you go to the, you know, evolvinghockey.com slash stats slash team underscore projections, and you see our point projections and playoff probabilities, um, you'll see an SD and that is the standard deviation plus or minus. So it's the standard deviation on each team's predicted um, team, like season results across 50,000 different um simulations so yeah, that's so the, the and, and also to clarify the more the the more simulations you run it it does kind of affect it because it, it kind of smooths out the distribution so the more that you get you know the more simulations that you have the better you know the more even you have but what funny is and we can maybe get into this a little bit later but um we still see some issues because of the way that this is uh not i guess issues in the way but it also we're accounting for like luke said schedule um and so there are some kind of funny things that happen when you use mean as opposed to median which we talked about a little bit in our write-up but you can also just use median which will just give you a a discrete number it's not going to have decimals um but you can they're very very similar they're very similar but like for instance we had the uh capitals with 0.3 more points overall in their projected team points but the Devils had like a 1% higher chance of making the playoffs. And I think in that case, that's just something that's most likely a re- um, result of the Devils probably having a slightly easier schedule than the Capitals. But for some reason, the model gave the Capitals 0.3 more points. But those teams should just be considered basically the same. And a lot of the teams uh, in the divisions are very, very close. And so it's kind of important to remember that. I think some people just kind of look right at the rankings. Maybe that's our fault. Maybe we could do a better job of displaying it so that people – Realize, but I, I think ultimately that's kind of you're that's you know what you're doing is you're projecting the order as well as the points, and so that's kind of where we landed at. But anyway, just to answer Sean's initial question to get back about Seattle with their goalies is, um, in my experience, just kind of looking, it's hard to answer that question. I would have to go run some things multiple different times with one goalie versus another and see in general how much that impacts things. But um, I would guess that, I mean, I did run it actually with Mackenzie Blackwood um, in or out of the devil's lineup. And I think it moved them like one point. And from our ratings, that's using their backup. And I can't remember who the backup is. Sorry. What are you talking about right now? I'm talking, I'm talking about, replacing a, a goalie with a lower level goalie and seeing how much oh, it impacts yeah. a team's points. That's the only thing I've done. So I looked at Blackwood, who I think we had at like an 80th percentile goalie, 
and I think that it was. Yeah, Sean, you're gonna know this more than Wedgwood? me. Wedgwood wasn't Wedgwood. That oh was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Wedgwood was yeah. the Step in other the goalie. Third. Yes, he was the third goalie. So on Bernier the, on the would depth. be the starter. Yeah, so Bernier start, would be the starter. Yeah. Wedge would be the um, backup. Um, and in that case, actually, we have Bernier at about a fiftieth percentile, so he's like an average goalie. And I think Wedgwood was only a little bit less than, like, worse than that. So it really the the Devils goalie situation per, based on our projections um blackwood being out doesn't really impact them that much i think yeah they lose like a point and maybe like five percent playoff probability from that but, but all, to get to seattle the two best players at least from a z-score standpoint on the team are both their goalies so they're both like 93rd percentile i think among all goalies so i think in that case to answer your question sean i do think that seattle is helped by their goalie situation i mean i know that we've been a little critical of how they handled the draft but I think they ultimately did – they have rostered a team that's pretty competitive, and they're also in the Pacific, which is the worst division, I think, in the league. Although I think the Central has a chance of being kind of close, too. I mean, well, I mean maybe I... we're a little bit lower on the Central than other people are, but um, there's – I don't know. I, the Central doesn't inspire a lot of joy in me. But uh, <laughs> but maybe that's just because I'm biased and I've been a fan of the, of the Central for, for years. But, uh, um, but, yeah, so I don't know. if you, Did we want to get into – uh, like maybe because I, I thought one of the things that was interesting was the fan or I guess just Twitter reaction to our overall projections is Sean uh, behind the scenes. You, uh, <laughs> you don't see this, but Sean loves he loves reading people respond in. Uh, no, he in, likes it. He likes to point out when like people don't like us and then he sends yeah. us tweets. Well, and I, like whatever. The, no, I like the trolling. It took me a lot on the Twitter not to like. Um, I don't know how to explain it just to like sarcastically respond to some of these tweets right because they're <laughs> they're very empty right you go through all this work and you put together a model that and it's also it's you know people might disagree the devils was like the big sticking point i think for people yeah yeah and it's like i think you agree that like for the most part like the rest of the model kind of lines up with like a betting model or you know, I mean, just kind of basically everybody's feel. If you're just throw down players and just order it, you know, not necessarily yeah. another points, right? It's kind of your general feel here, yeah. right? For the most part. And then, like, some of them are just, like, throw out the model. It's very empty. And I yeah. just... Yeah. I, let's actually... I, I mean, well, it was I a lot of... It was a lot of Islanders level. fans and then Devils fans on either side of the spectrum. And that didn't, that didn't help that Dom Lushishin completely benedict arnold right like he <laughs> just went to the other side here oh yeah right we're all on team you know islanders aren't that good you need to stick to that you know <laughs> it, you just have to it's like part of, it's like a lifestyle right islanders right. fans they're really happy with lose team that has like ross johnson on like a four-year contract although i think that's coming due <laughs> right and it's like, and who even is that, right? And they've signed all these old guys like Zach Parisi and Sedano Chara, though I love Sedano, right? Mm-hmm. And like they've gotten, like they literally collectively, you know, all of them can move into a senior home, right? Outside of like, <laughs> outside of like Beauvillier, Barzell, right? All of them can yeah. move in. So it's like you have to pick a side here and just let the other side be proud. And if they make the playoffs and they go somewhere, like let them have it but like as yeah. a modeler you have to stay on the other side so very disappointed well, that was, Dom. yeah it, it was a very uh uh i thought that was funny because when we released these i don't think uh, maybe i just wasn't paying attention I don't, I don't know if or his islanders did they come out today the islanders projection yeah i just i comment i think yeah. they were almost at a 101 100 points yeah i think it was he just added then. five points to his projection pretty <laughs> yeah, sure just, just turn just the knob a little turn bit the knob a little bit i, I added, will say so to just go through the islanders roster because i think that although we kind of talked about how we were only going to cover the islanders one time and we already got them off our list and now we're talking about but we did again. never release but, that episode no i guess that's true but anyway um yeah they have <laughs> only two players who in within our player ratings that are a 90th percentile in in barzal and and varlamov and then they, I mean, I guess uh, Pulak in, is close. He's at like 88%. But they also have a lot of players who are, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think it's that controversial to say that they they have like their bottom six is full of just garbage. In my, I mean, not, I mean, just like bad players. Man, like, you guys are really being, love, there's a lot of ageism and a lot of, I love a lot of, uh, <laughs> I got, I got, I got Tommy over here goes, 
Um, I usually like wild ass guessing. It's fun, but this is abusing the privilege. I want to retweet that. <laughs> Go for it. That's fine. Wait, from the Evolving Hockey account? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll I, don't, don't do that. I'll leave don't it. Do I'll that. leave it. See, yeah, but this is the thing. I love the, the sarcastic I know. nature. I, I, if you if could tell, um, I'll get my... I actually have two pictures in my bedroom. Maybe I'll bring them down for the next episode. But I was a big Marshy <laughs> fan. So yeah. next to the B here, I'll put two two pictures of Marshy. <laughs> if that'll help. You can kind of tell that that was a personality for me. But. Who is Marshy? Did I miss Marcia, that? He's saying Marshy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bradley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Chucky and Chucky. Bradley. But Chucky. to get back to the Islanders is what I was saying is I, I don't think it's like I mean if you look at our or if, if anyone's been following along with like our stuff for years like our, we've just never really been a fan of that you know is it still the Sezikis Clutterbuck Martin line I mean is that still what they're rolling out Yeah, and, yeah and then now they've added yeah again they've added Parisi they've added Andy Green you know or not any, they haven't added but and then Chara and I don't know they just they have their depth is very skeptical on paper and I don't think it's all that. Um, and they also don't really have a ton of like super high end players, I think, other than Barzal. And, oh, and you mean and, you're skeptical of their depth on paper? Yeah, I'm just saying. I I think it, I'm saying from our view, from what yeah. we're looking at. Yeah. You know, I think the Islanders obviously have overperformed projections for like three or four years. I think when you look at the public models, which is kind of funny. I was joking about it today that, you know, that's our that's just. I'm sorry. It's kind of. I was feeling like when you don't know anything, you just keep picking A on a Scantron, right? Just put A for everything. We're going to keep doing that for the Islanders until we're right eventually. That's how I feel about the Islanders. And, and I think it'd be funny if the Islanders finally don't have a good year and then Dom was the one who went 101 and they're like, you know, say they finish at like 88 points or something. We had them at what? We had them at like 95. I know. I'm just joking because well, we got so much hate from people who thought we were under on the Islanders when it's really, the, I think it's the... Um, I, I really, I just think it's the diff- The big thing is that the the Metro, I think, is probably the hardest division in the like in. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define hardest, but there's much more parity in that division than any other division, and that just leads to a bunch of teams all being basically the same, which is essentially what we have is from the Devils to the Flyers, which is six of the eight teams. There's like less than four points separating all of them, which is enough to say we think all these teams are very very similar, and you know, I think the. You know, yeah, saying the Devils are a little bit better than the Flyers, I think, you know, maybe makes sense. But then when you have the Islanders in there who we've always been under on, I, you know, anyway. I mean, I think it would be fair to say, and I think the Hurricanes are within one standard deviation. Theoretically, they're mean of the Flyers down there in seventh. Like, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of, you can kind of rank them a little bit here, right? But it's kind of, it's part of having these in a table format that maybe doesn't, yeah. give it justice yes. where there's basically just one tier in the metro and then the blue jackets like way down here right yep and you sort of had this tier system like there's like a top tier in the atlantic there's a bottom tier and you got like the canadians in between the central you have the avalanche and pretty much everybody else there's some tiering in there right that's like your yeah your, yeah like less parody and then the Pacific, you kind of have like the Knights, Kraken, Oilers, Flames, and then the rest. Yeah. Yes. Like that's kind of yeah. the appropriate way to read it. Not necessarily that because the Devils have are projected to have on a mean, a mean, have a mean of two more points than the Penguins, that they're definitively better and that they're going to finish second in the Metro. Yeah. Right? yeah that's absolutely. Not, that's and not that's, what the, it's that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, it's. It's funny that, like, I think we kind of meme it a little bit. Like, we did last year with the Canadians. You know, we were, everybody was, like, freaking out that we had the Canadians with one more point projected than the Leafs, which was a (laughs) funny projection. But, again, like, it's the exact same thing Sean just said, is that, like, in general here, like, we're looking at, like, a 15 to 17 point spread from, you know, that would be plus or minus 7 to 8, you know, points for each team. And, you know, that that's kind of where the projections come in at. Like, there, it's a very, There's a lot of uncertainty here, and it might even be, like, wider. Like, I didn't even check this last year. I'm just showing the, like, one standard deviation because it does the, – the Monte Carlo simulation does produce a very standard distribution. So, like, the standard deviation rules apply pretty much here. So you can kind of um, – you know, that that's going to basically get you 
Oh goodness, I'm gonna have to look look that up on what, what the that 68. Actually... Are you looking for the 68? Is uh, it 68 percent? Yeah, I think it's 68.2. <laughs> yeah, whatever. In a normal distribution, like the standard like one standard deviation plus or minus the mean gets you in a standard deviation. Like how much of the actual population it captures. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's the same thing, and 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 we kind of like meme it with the devils because I think it's fun because the devils have been bad for several years now or I, I guess have they been good since Parisi left is that no <laughs> I, was, don't, I don't know actually my brain John, John like would the, know better that was kind of I know that was kind of like the downfall for them right it was the Stanley Cup final and then everybody left and Kovalchuk yeah. left too remember Kovalchuk yeah. was on that team but yeah. um, you know I mean and the thing is you look at the devils and I'm sure there's an aging curve element to this as well where it's like well they have Jack Hughes Yes. who's, what, 20? Is he 20 right now? He's heading into his third season. Yeah. You have Heischer, who hasn't been, um, or wasn't healthy last year. He's returning. He's 22, going to be 23, right? You have Brat, who's kind of overlooked. He's like 23, I want to say, or 24. Uh, you know, so you have three kind of younger players that are sort of their core that and then you had, you should know, sort of be getting better. Too, right. Igor, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they brought in Hamilton, who's a, you know... Elite a, defenseman. Elite defenseman. They brought in Tatar, who... Um, I mean, last year was a shortened season, but previous to that had scored 20 goals in those previous six seasons. Yeah, and he's also somebody that our models have always liked. And, and well, yeah, He does so, a lot of good things on the ice, not just yeah. put yeah. up. Well, and just... just well, to, sorry. Continue, well, hold on. Sean. Well, continue. I was just going to say that you just here. mentioned, but... By our player ratings, Dougie Hamilton is the best player on their team, and Tatar is the next best player. So they added two players who instantly became like um, close to the best players on the team. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm assuming I remember it was Wedgwood their back backup last year. So now they added Bernier, who's like a little bit better. I'd have to go look. Yeah, I can't quite remember. Not that I mean, that makes a huge talking. difference. Like they did. I mean, it's kind of under the radar because they haven't. Well, probably just because they're the Devils, I guess, really. Yeah. I mean, they did bring in, like, a big name in Hamilton. Like, I think it kind of flew under the radar. I think they're much improved, and they have some younger players that are coming in that, you know, are improving. Oh, Ty Smith on the back end, too. Yeah, yeah right? it, was, it, was, it was Blackwood and then uh, Wedgwood, and then they had Aaron Dell for seven games Yeah, last so year. the thing I was just saying, I was on a uh, – uh, a, po- a Devils podcast last week after our initial projections because you know initially we 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 tweeted those out and we got a lot of love from from Devils Nation. I don't know what is what do the Devils fans call themselves? Devils Nation? Devils? Uh, you know, there's probably some term for it. Sorry, we're again <laughs> not East Coast people, so I don't know this stuff. Um, <laughs> but the hell, homers. Uh, but I, yeah. I one of the things, and we've talked about this a little bit, although this is somewhat of a tangent, is that I haven't. I, I I sent a tweet out about how I haven't seen Jack Hughes talked about a lot, and he's going to be really good next year. And then I realized that we had muted the word Hughes uh, because Vancouver fans <laughs> had irritated us so much with their Twin Hughes. And so then I had and then look at months, what happened last season. I know, and then look Kale's what up so, here, went in the Norris, <laughs> and where is Quinn Hughes? I don't know. I I I'm not meaning to throw shade on Vancouver, just quite yet i guess we can get to that later but um i i think it was funny that i are in projections i think i was kind of trying to explain this is that um jack hughes he just grades out as a player who's going to turn into a really really good player because of his age and i think his trajectory over the last two years i think if you just look at comparable players to him like he's really on the up and up and generally with like sean mentioned aging curves he's you know he's got I don't know, four or five more years till his peak. Probably he's only twenty. He turns twenty-one in the spring, so well, he's peak have... is a little earlier. Yeah, well, yeah a little... I... but he's not got, to get yeah, all stabby got... well, on you. But he's twenty. He's got four, uh, twenty-four, isn't it? That's if you look like, at the analytics, <laughs> if you look, at the <laughs> <analytics>. <laughs> well, he's. I think he's closer to twenty-one now. No, I I just looked. He's uh, he turns twenty-one May of uh, he turns uh, his birthday is May fourteenth, and he's twenty right now. So he's got a whole season left of being twenty. Um, Jack Hughes. I, I'm like, I mean, let's Google. Google's wrong, which it's never been wrong, by the way, ever. Yeah. Well, why are we allowing people that were born after 2000 to play in the NHL? I know. That's May 14th, 2001 is when Jack Hughes was born. And you're, you think, I, I remember 2001 like it was yesterday. No, I'm just kidding. I do too. I do too. You were like three years old or something. I was John. three years old. But I do, rem- I do remember it like it was yesterday. I was just saying today to my coworkers that I, can't believe it's already been 20 years since Dale Earnhardt passed. 
Like, <laughs> oh my God. that was 2001. Yeah. Like, I, I know. remember That's, where I was when that happened. I do. I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was in like I seventh was, grade in 2001. Yeah. Well, for that yeah. race, I hope you weren't in on a Sunday. I remember I was playing with my little, my little diecast cars though on the floor waiting for dinner. Oh, okay. Were you an NH or a NASCAR fan way back in the day when you were three, Sean? I mean, I still am. I still like racing. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were at Formula One, but anyway. anyway I, so I, what I, I was like saying, Formula One too, but. Okay, yeah. Sean likes all sports. Go. He's a fan of every sport. Yeah. He's, he's watching the. Isn't there a baseball game on right now, Sean? That you're watching? It's probably. gonna. It's gonna turn out. Well, Red Sox, Yankees. You're not gonna watch it. You guys are I probably. Guys. I know. I will probably put it on. I. Uh, My brain is fried of all sports. Yeah. At this um, point. But to put a bow on this, maybe we should uh, uh, take a break after this. I was thinking. You know, we kind of tried a uh, a little bit of an informal start, so we need to have an informal end, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that works? We'll take a break. Let's take yeah. a break. No, I was gonna say oh. finish with our Devils talk. No, is that okay. They just like you were saying, Sean. They have a lot of. Um, they have a lot of good young players. They added two very good players this offseason. Um, obviously, there's some uncertainty around the goaltending, but you know it seems like their backups are fairly average or slightly below average. They don't have anything ter anyone terrible. And shout out to you know Matt Kane over there and yeah. Dello, right? You know that shout that's got to Matt Kane. Shout out to Matt yeah. Kane. His, you know, I, I his you know, son I, I is know. so beautiful. I don't. <laughs> shout I out think Matt he just Kane. turned two. So shout out to um, I think his I don't name know is Matt's Thomas. Name. I think sorry, his name yeah. is Thomas. Okay. So shout, shout out, out to, to Matt Kane's son and his family <laughs> and his family. Hope hope everyone in the Kane family is is doing well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the Metro is a very it's a it's a very it's going to be a very competitive um, division, and not in the way that the Central will be. Where I think the Central is going to be a, a division. Well, the Central is going to be competitive in the no, middle. No, I'm just saying, but it's not going to be as good. The teams aren't going to be as good in the Central. They're just yeah. all going to be competing for like that last two spots, or whatever. Yeah. But um, well, also the thing to note about the Metro is that they don't. Like, everybody's like, oh, the Atlantic's so good. It's so good. And then it's like, well, have you seen the three other, t the bottom three teams in the Atlantic, the Senators, Red Wings, and Sabres? It's like, they're awful. Like, they're, like, the Senators aren't going to be as bad as the Red Wings and Sabres. But the Sabres, this Sabres team has the potential to be, like, historically bad. Like, if, you know, the whole, yeah. if I, like, when, once Eichel was taken off their roster, they dropped, like, I mean, their team is incredibly bad. There's, they are. I mean, if you look at the percentiles, uh, or like just look at the ratings, they have. Uh, I think it's eight, seven players who are less than ninth, nine percent, ninth percentile in the league, and two, Dell and Craig Anderson are like some of the worst goaltenders we have on rosters right now. Wait, that's very the goaltenders. Yeah, that's currently is Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell are the Buffalo Sabres goaltenders right now. Oh, and we have man. we only have two players projected to be above average for them next year, <laughs> which is Darlene and Skinner. And then the next one is a 41st percentile and that's Will Butcher. Yeah. And, and then, then it goes it's just it's incredibly bad. And you thought is, you thought here and this is the last thing I'll say and then we should take a break is you thought when the Sabres finally got rid of Ristolainen that would be the time that they would really start improving, right? And then nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they get even worse. They get this is like I think I was responding to somebody in our in our comment section, which by the way, shout out to the Evolving Hockey comment section. Go go take a look at those and uh, you know, have some fun in there, but be respectful. Uh but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh somebody who's asking was like that that Sabres projection seems too high and I kind of thought it was like yeah I mean it does kind of seem that a little high but I think it's the lowest projection that we've ever had in in the season I think if you prorated Detroit's uh I think last season projection they were a point higher and I think that's the way we can maybe talk about this a little bit after the break but um with these kind of simulations there's a bit of a lower bound I think on how bad a team can we would ever project because of the random like, I think the uncertainty in game outcomes in hockey um but also the Buff Buffalo also happens to be in the division that has this you know Senators and Red Wings as well who are not very good either so they're gonna at least get to play some teams that are maybe on their level um, but, but then uh, they also are going to get stomped by the Lightning, yeah, Maple oh. Leafs, Bruins, and Panthers. Like yeah. it's just like it's going to be bad. But anyway, let's let's take a break right now, right. Sean. I'm doing we're your gonna, job right now, but let's gonna, take a break. Know, and we're we going to take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsor who paid a lot of money for this for this segment. So <laughs> get, gets me every time. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, 
regularized adjusted plus minus, skater contract projections, visualizations, charts, and much more. Visit evolving-hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Welcome back. Thank you so much to our sponsor who put a lot of energy into that uh, little segment right there. <laughs> so really did. For, our, for anyone interested in sponsoring the podcast, that's the kind of production value and, and also rep you'll get from, I'm kind of just joking. We actually, if you are interested in, sp- in sponsoring us, uh, maybe reach out. Maybe uh, give us a DM or an email. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're Tonkin. Yeah, if you're Dunkin' Donuts. Actually, anything. We're interested in talking about this to anyone, if you're interested. So, uh, yeah. We also have new emails. I don't know if we made this clear, but we all, we have a, you know, we're proper business now. You can uh, contact me at josh at evolve-hockey.com. And uh, the same goes for uh, Luke and Sean, if you're yeah. interested in, uh, you know, any kind of business inquiries. But anyway, Sean, continue us where we left off. Well, I just realized, uh, going back to, to the very beginning here, I didn't introduce you guys. Or that was like... Oh, Yeah. Remember one of the requests is people want, you know, your voices. But I, I actually don't think I think you can learn enough. I'm done with the crutches for people. Like I think, <laughs> I think you can kind of figure it out throughout the podcast. Which one's Josh? Which one's Luke? They don't sound too far alike, and they talk to each other. So I mean, yeah. And yeah. we also we also have I I think as we do this more, uh we will there will be more uh, data out there for some kind of algorithm to start identifying which one is you know which one is which you know so if i'm just joking but if oh, i would assume that people just are a probably jokester over here uh, yeah just make just a, a jo- big just jokester jokes all over josh the place. josh younger and a big jokester yeah. i'm <laughs> i'm a big joker but I that's have, josh i struggle with time zones and i uh can't <laughs> i can't pronounce things you know those are my 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 uh my my failings in life <laughs> but that's josh i'm luke and that's Sean. And then Sean, you just heard. But we were continuing to talk a little bit about these uh, projections. I guess this whole episode is just kind of uh, a reaction or a, just a, a general chat about where our projections are at and kind of what we think about the league going into the season. For those who may be listening in a month or two, this is recorded uh, a week before the regular season starts. So October fifth. What about 5th. what about somebody recording this? Uh, recording, listening to this in like April. That'll that'll be something. Listen, oh, yeah. To I, it. Well, Actually, now we've really opened ourselves up for even more, like, kind of after the fact, like criticism. If somebody comes back and like takes little clips of us saying stuff, and, and then at the end of the season they're just like dead wrong. It's just kind of no. We've we've our you know the motto of never tweet. Now it's never podcast. Yeah, never. never talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw somebody like tweeted out like bookmarking this, and it's like, well, you should. Yeah. Why not? Like it's I know, sometimes yeah. it is fun. Like the thing is, you set yourself up. You put like a lot of work in right to get these projections out and they look nice and you're all proud of them and it's like in reality it's just like dominoes right where you're like building this thing and the whole point is kind of just to knock it down because that's the entertaining part right like there's yeah, going to yeah. be some players that come out of nowhere there's gonna be a team or two that comes out of nowhere there's gonna be a team or two that just flunks out here for lack of a better mm-hmm. term yep and it's like well that's why we watch the games like that's what makes yeah. it that's what makes it fun just because you like to find the odds of things and, and dig deeper into the data. It doesn't mean that you don't enjoy that randomness too. Like you can enjoy yeah. the Islanders um, if they somehow are a, are a good team this year. You know, like you can enjoy it. You can. I mean, I'm not sure if they will. You know, but you know, you can I mean, I completely it. agree. Yeah, I think. Well, thing- well, I was just gonna say, I think that that's for me one of the fun things is like. You know, I really like, you know, we both really like predicting and like projecting things. But I mean, for us, a lot of the funds in actually building the models and then kind of seeing an output that's like applicable to like something in the real world. And, you know, but honestly, one of the most fun things in a season is seeing the breakout players and seeing which players are surprising, which players are doing not at all what we thought they were going to do, because that's what I think is really uh, you know, surprising and, um, and and interesting to to uh, see happen. And, um, you know, it's just, it's fun. You know, it, it's, we were saying, like, I, I honestly do not have any enjoyment from the preseason. Yeah. Like, the preseason is just a drag. Like, I don't know, you know, we're not prospect people. We don't follow junior hockey, really. We don't have any time for that. And, 
uh, you know, we focus on the NHL. In the regular season, that's our bread and butter. That's what we really try to focus on, and that's what I find the most enjoying about hockey, about the NHL. So. Yeah, I, I think it, uh, it also – there's a lot of valuable information there in, in – you know, and I think this is this is Josh's life lessons here is failure. Always there's it's never it's not 100 percent bad. Failure is good. You can always learn from it. And I think there's a lot of important data you can get from uh, some kind of projection that then uh, doesn't lead to that, you know, and, and like what that means, all that stuff. I think it'll be fun. But anyway, back into the projections, we were kind of chatting in, in, in the break here about um, a few things we haven't covered. And I think one thing that was interesting is the um, like kind of some of the teams and how uh like we had been talking about the devils at length but also uh, a team like edmonton where i believe we have them second in the pacific no third in the pacific at 90 almost 95 points um you know 75 percent chance to make the playoffs so um one of the stronger teams there among a i guess a division that's not quite good you know is arguably the worst in the in the nhl i think heading into the into the um this season but they do have two of probably two the two the best players if not two of the you know the best two players in the league uh maybe not um, you know, with a few other players, I guess, you know, Matthews is up there and a few other players, but yeah, that guy. Um, and, but you know, even still that, that they're not anything of a, and kind of getting the idea of this, you know, we were chatting about the weak link, strong link thing and, um, kind of exactly what that entails. Cause I think in the, the, the Oilers are, I think I tweeted this a while ago are, are maybe the, one of the best cases in a while of a strong, pure strong link team, I would say where they, they have, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, who are, you know, absolute, you know, superstars. Um, but they've kind of struggled a little bit here, and I think part of that has to do with their depth is really, um, you know, not that great, you know, to put it frankly. And they added a few uh, maybe uh, questionable players um, this offseason. Uh, and I think that's one of the things it leads to is, like, they're still going to be a good team, and I, I think that we should still expect them to make the playoffs, especially within that division. But, um, you know, they didn't really do a lot to really support those players up at the top, I, I would argue. Yeah, and I think that just – I think we've covered the weak link strongly uh, kind of idea in, in, in a previous episode, I believe. Am I, I'm going to forget start forgetting everything we ever talked about. But Yeah, we've done so many of these now. I know, it's all, so it. many. It's just been <laughs> – but uh, – yeah, the weak basically for anyone who doesn't know, the idea with weak link and strong link teams is or sports, actually it's about sports is that um it's it's what helps a team what imp- what is better for a team's final performance? Is it improving the weakest link or improving the strongest link? So that would essentially mean um like soccer for instance is a weak link sport where it doesn't. It's like you want to improve the worst player on the team. So you want you want to basically. It's it's. Do you want a better overall average of talent, like from a you know player rating, or do you want like better high end talent, or to have bad like it's if that makes sense. I think ba- basketball I, would be the opposite. Yes, where, basketball would be the opposite. Yeah. Where like you know if you have LeBron, uh, you know that is going to adding a LeBron James to your team is going to be much more impactful than adding three players who are, you know, kind of good, but not like absolute stars. And I, I think the argument, what Sean was saying a little bit earlier, which when we were off mic was how it's maybe a hybrid. I don't know, Sean, if you wanted to continue discussing this or if you're, well, yeah, we, I mean, we can like, so I'm looking at your rankings here. I'm going to call them like meta rankings, right? Yeah. yeah and no, that's good. The Oilers have three of the worst 10 skaters right yeah, yeah. yes is including their newly acquired terrific leader in duncan keith <laughs> and yeah well that's why it's worth the five million dollars a year and you know it's like you're basically just killing mcdavid here right yeah like so even though you have some of the strongest links now they're not He's definitely not the best player in the league, of course. That's Austin Matthews. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you have, like, these really two good teams that really can carry the ice when they're on the ice, right? But then, yeah. like, because they're so bad off the ice, it's like uh, when they're – the Oilers are so bad when McDavid's off the ice that, you know, it's really tough for McDavid to overcome. So it's like it doesn't necessarily – in my opinion, and this is – out there's no data backing this up. This is kind of, I mean, that's basically, thing. Yeah. and we're having I mean, trouble or like Alex, uh, Novit, um, had an article on this on hockey graphs. We should put that out there that that's actually backed by data there. But like, if you're, if you're too polar, if you have wicked 
bad players, then the strong link doesn't necessarily work as well. And if you don't have anybody that's suitable enough, uh, if you basically iced a bunch of third line players, uh, we might like them as analytics people based on like the current environment. But if you ice just Val Nichushkin's for lack of a better, then <laughs> then it's not going to work either, right? Like a, a team of Val yeah. Nichushkin's and um, well, that, that's a Stanley Cup contender right there. And I don't know, I don't know who's like who's who hits that role for like defense. Yeah, I, uh, and I was gonna say that, but of, you know what I'm saying? Like that that team yeah. wouldn't wouldn't win a Stanley Cup, and I I don't and think the Oilers are either. No, I, and I think there's been a couple teams that come to mind that have been really kind of embraced that. Um, I don't know uh, that just really deep team. I mean, I mean, being Wild fans, I think that that you know the Wild were kind of like that for a bit, where they didn't really have. And I would say, I mean, they, this isn't entirely true. They they have had a couple players that I think would maybe fit that kind of very high end talent, like that. Well, maybe, they have Kaprizov now. Now Kaprizov, I'm saying, but Felino. like you know, when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I think it it I always did think that it it was something with the Wild where um like they just they were a very deep team that was kind of missing that like that really high end kind of player I think and they did have it in Spurgeon and they still kind of do a little bit um and I think you know early on after the Parisian suitor signings they kind of did have that too but um there's there's a lot of teams I think that are really deep and I, I think this is another one of the reasons why like some teams like the you know like the Devils show up better is because they're they're like not their depth is pretty good I would say and I think with the Oilers, it's just again. I mean, I I remember the when we did um, our playoff projections back in the spring, looking at like the roster tables Luke made and just seeing their bottom, like you know their top bottom two, their third and fourth line, and like their third pair, and it's just like wow. I like you kind of have to be like that's who they have. I mean, it almost seems like they could have done nothing this offseason and would have just been better than adding some of the players. Well, the the other thing about the Oilers is like, and this is kind of one of the problems with percentiles and like we use percentiles, you know, because it's one of the easiest ways for people to interpret the data. It's like one of the simplest ways. But a lot of the time that's you. Well, no, you are missing the actual magnitudes of uh, the tails. So like the highest end and lowest end players, like moving from first percentile to second percentile is way bigger than moving from like 50th to 51st percentile. So like it's it's so a Duncan Keith, he might be one per first percentile like worst player in the league, but he is way worse than like the third percentile just because of how league the talent works in these in the in the league that the tails like Austin Matthews and McDavid are way better then the like the 99th percentile player is way better than a 95th percentile player when you compare that to like say a 55th percentile and a 50th percentile so that like we use z scores which is essentially it's it's it keeps the magnitude of the ratings it just puts them all on the same scale but that's a little bit more hard to that's harder to interpret um because there's no upper and lower bounds it's all you really have is just zero is average. And then it goes up to, you know, at X number of standard deviations. But um, it's so, so it's kind of like, you know, if you say you add, you're the flyers and you add Rasmus Ristolainen, in that's, you know, he's f- like one of the worst, like top bottom three players in the league from our player ratings, you know, and I, I'll say that's a first, he's first percentile, um, which is terrible, but that's like, that's way worse than if they added a 15th percentile player, right? Like Rasmus Ristolainen is like much worse than a percentile would actually indicate. I don't, I don't know. That's just kind of one of the things about, about this as well is that um, it, it does really matter because um, the way that we, and just, I guess I can seg into kind of another thing I was thinking about was when I built the projections, um, I tried actually to use a method where I would assign um like line position, like lines. So I would predict, okay, instead of doing an overall rating for the season, which is how we do it, we do a um, per like per minute projection. And then we say this player is going to be a first line player and they're going to be playing. I don't know if they're a forward, they'd be getting 20 minutes a game. And, you know, so if they have a high rate, but they're on the fourth line, they're only going to be paying whatever, 12 minutes a game. And so if you do that, it actually at least the way that I did it, it was worse than if you just have an overall projected rating for a player. Um, and so it, when, when you aggregate it, basically the team projections we use are, um, they're built 
based on our validation practices and to make the best model we can. And that ends up actually kind of looking like the NHL is a weak link uh, sport because we just do averages for teams. And that was the best way we found to project, you know, team out game outcomes, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, But basically that kind of, but, but that also could support the kind of Sean's idea of a hybrid league, because if you do add Dougie Hamilton, you know, he's way better than like, if you add like, you know, um, I don't even, I don't even know, like a, like a Vince Dunn, right? Like Vince Dunn is another player we've talked about. Uh, one of our, you know, kind of underappreciated players, but Dougie Hamilton is an elite defenseman. Like they added one of the best defensemen in the league and that's going to be much more impactful than adding like even, I don't know, someone who's just a little, uh, another tier down just because of how good Dougie Hamilton is. So yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts yeah. on that. Too. Well, I think as a, if uh, anything in life, it's, it's kind of, you know, a combination of, yes. you know, everything is gray. It, it's never, yeah, it's never yes or no. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle. And Which I is think- the other thing with the weak link, strong link thing is that it's kind of a dumb idea because there's <laughs> nothing that's ever black or white like that. It's always yeah. gray. It's always some spectrum between that. And I think, personally that the nhl is closer to a weak link side you know if yeah. you're doing so but that's just from the data work we've done i think that that's you know i mean you have a lot of examples of it too like we talked about the oilers or we talked about you know the devils or the wild in the past where the wild seem to always over i, I think they always seem to overperform what everyone was saying because oh they don't have a star but I mean, they had a lot of really solid players, and they made the playoffs like a bunch of times. And that, yeah. yeah. Now the, we're not talking about the playoffs here, right? Yeah, like, playoffs. We're not, I'm not talking about the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> playoffs. We're not talking about playoffs. <laughs> but that I think that also leads into something that I think is important to remember with these is that, um, like the you know we kind of mentioned this a little bit in the first half, but it's it's very much, um, like the divisions really do matter a lot. And I, I think that when you look at, um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't quite know. Again. You know, with the, all of the real, the the changing schedules and everything, exactly how many games are inter division intra? What's the word? In, in, <laughs> intra division within your division. Intra, well, it got shrunk, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, you know, I think it's really kind of only like three. It kind of took away the the factor of the divisions now, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, but you still also there's still you are in a division. You play more against those teams generally than you do against the every other one. And if you take an aggregate of all of the other teams that have played that a team is going to play against, they're probably going to be playing. I think against it's their division I think it's more, more of a conference factor, right? Yeah, more so, than anything. And yeah, and so but I mean, Colorado way, the, does get to play Buffalo though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, what we. Yes, everybody gets to play. I know her conference, but Luke, that Luke was tweeted odd. out and, and, and we should just put it on the counter. Maybe we should do a podcast for this, Sean, when, uh, Colorado and Buffalo play January 30th, 2022 is that, that is one of the highest single game probabilities we've ever seen in our model. Is it? So is that at Denver? Yeah, it's yeah. at Denver after what, what day of the uh, week is back it? To back. And should we go? Yeah. Should we do a live podcast in Denver? <laughs> oh, live podcast in Denver? Should that be our first live podcast? Oh, that'd yeah, be fun. I mean, that seems kind of like cruel, but also I think Buffalo fans kind of like this sometimes a little bit in their own sicko way, right? Is like that, you know. Um, we we could definitely raise anyway, some money for this. I'm telling you. I think the single <laughs> wasn't the single probability like a little like almost 87 percent in favor yeah. of the Avs. It was nuts. I've never yeah. seen something like that. for a I single mean, game too. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. our that's kind of like even I mean, like how many times do you even get into the 80s a year? I mean, it's, it's like, like I think none, were, right. I think actually it was this year was more because of how strong we project Colorado to be. I think there were three, and it's when Colorado plays Arizona, Buffalo, and Detroit. Right, but like these are extremely rare events, and during normal season, I feel like this is the weakest we've seen weak teams in a little bit. Yeah, I and it's it is kind of interesting. I don't know, Sean, you can answer this more. Who's the new like? What are the the tank for? Who's the prospect that's going to be everyone's tanking? This is Shane Wright's year, right? Shane, I I don't know. I think I said that name I saw. sounds right. I think I saw Bob McKenzie. Yeah, it's have, like pain for right. Shane. Like that's the oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the hashtag. Is that really what it is? Yeah, hashtag pain for Shane. Pain for Shane. Yeah, because well, I mean, yeah, and again, we might see some. We're gonna see some good tanking this year. I hope. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope. Yeah, I mean, we might. Well, and we have in. It's just gonna be a battle in the athlete at the in the Atlantic. I just wonder what some of these games are gonna be like, especially not to really rag, but like we're. It's just a. It is something to remember that tanking really does require that you have a really, 
not a good goalie. Like it, and it's important to have two not really good goalies. I yeah. think for a team to be a proper t- tank team. Now, obviously, there's some other parts with skaters and whatnot, but Buffalo is really uh, Buffalo, Ottawa. Although I will say, I'm pretty sure that it's that you don't that we didn't put Brady Kachuk in in the rosters for the Senators because he did we not? Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think Ottawa. I think Ottawa and Detroit are a step above. Yeah, yeah, but it's gonna like be a Buffalo significant step above is what I mean. Like, well, and the yeah, the other yeah. thing is that the younger yeah. teams, like you know, it's really hard to predict prospects. Yeah, so we're pretty conservative on most product prospects. Um, I think that there is in both directions. I would say, um, now I think that the highest. Well, let me see if I can see what our highest like percentile on a new player would be. I think. Byfield is projected to start next season. And so he was a second overall pick and we have him at about 66 percentile. So that would be among forwards. Um, so that's what we, in general, that would be about the highest. Uh, first overall pick would probably be um, probably close to 70th percentile maybe. Um, but that would be, you know, and, and then in, in the other direction, I think we had, oh, there's an Oilers, the Oilers sign that I didn't know about this. The Oilers, signed a player who was not drafted and has not played in the NHL before. I think he was – who was that? Where I don't is, know. Where I don't I'm know looking. what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't so either. Oilers, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. But was it the Oilers? Anyway, what anyway. I was what I was going to say, I was kind of just wrapping it up, is I think that the, the playoffs – I think the playoff probabilities throw a, kind of an interesting idea or an interesting aspect into this because it's not just about the points but also about the schedule and about, like, kind of where those, you know, those percentages come out to. And I think it's – you know, it's obviously – it's pretty easy to say that, like, we think, you know – Colorado's going to make the playoffs and, you know, probably the lightning Bruins and Leafs will make the playoffs and, you know, but, and like the golden Knights will make the playoffs. But then after that, I think it really is a toss up. And I think it's better to think about it more on the granular, like kind of um, nuanced way that like some teams are a little better than others, but we have a lot of stuff in the middle. Um, kind of like goalies, I think too, but uh, <laughs> right. that's, yeah. that's a different parallel. Well, let's wrap this up. This would be a good wrap up. Um, pick a team to make the playoffs that's sitting in the bottom three of a division. Ooh. Like, I, who's so going to come out the, of nowhere essentially is kind of, kind of what I'm so saying here. Right. The one I'll pick here, I think is one that um, mostly just based on some reactions, but also one that I think uh, is I'll, I'll probably, I'm going to say the, um, and also the division a little bit, but I'll probably pick the stars. Uh, I think the stars have like, Ooh. there's, there's some, I don't know about that. I don't pick the stars. Yeah. I mean, that's just the one that I think that some like, who wasn't responding to us. We had a couple people responding. I also think they still have some good players. Um, and I think the central is just one that's very, very up in the air. And I think I could just see a situation where like, I don't know, maybe like say if Hellebuck falters for the jets. Right. And then like, well, that's the whole team Hellebuck, for the most part. And you know, like, and then say though, I don't know the, I don't know. I that that would be the one that, that I guess if I have to pick one, I would say the stars. Like I'll, okay, I I'll go. That. I'm gonna pick the Rangers. Ooh. That's what I'm gonna pick. That's the easiest I mean, one. That's I the think. easiest that, one. They're, yeah, they're I know. Well, you asked me to pick sure. one, so that's the I know easiest you took one. the easy I, way out. I took yeah. the easy way out. I, I was I picked a hard one that I thought you know, you know. Church of Kako. <laughs> you know they're gonna they're they're uh, and and Mika. Yeah, you know, Sean, the, the, who's the, yours? I gotta go with L A. L A. Okay. Yeah. That, so, I, I, I so that one's a, like it is significantly further down. So it, they have a eighteen point seven percent chance to make the playoffs here, but I could see them. I could maybe see them envision a season in which they could do all right. Um, yeah, their back end's a little rough. Uh, yeah, but the forwards like they have Anze. I don't remember if he's on a good year or a bad year. You know how he always goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> they added well, um they added Dano. I'm not sure how Byfield will be. I'm not really up on the LA King, so maybe I'm like coming way out of left field. Well here. they have Arvidsson. Yeah, I mean they I added know, Arvidsson. I that, that, and they also like, you know, our our stuff I uh, really like likes Calvin Peterson. Oh, so and Dano. You know, if they if they also kind of, you know, lean on Peterson this year. Um but yeah, they have they added Dano and they had they had uh, Arvidsson as well. Of course he got Sean Walker. Yeah, and they have Bible. And I said this in the in the article, but I and I again I'm not offhand not sure how many of these are new players but i think especially players with even just one year of nhl experiences it's just hard to kind of yeah. there's a lot more uncertainty there 
I think that's and a younger good pick. players. I know nobody, they're very young. Nobody supported my stars pick, but you know we're all no, supporting Sean's I, Kings no. pick here, which is maybe I mean, maybe I, I think should... I, and, and haven't they like? I mean, maybe I can look this up, but like I feel like the last couple of years they haven't been bad at like controlling play. They've just sort of the stars. No, the Kings. Well, no, the Kings. The, Kings. the yeah. stars went to the Stanley Cup final like two years ago, but. Yeah. It's not even that oh yeah, I always forget him. about that. They also have Heiskin in. I think you know Pavelski still, even though he's old. Klingberg, you know, uh, is Sagan. We don't even have Sagan in here. They added Suter, I guess. So that's maybe the wild. We don't have Sagan in. in there. What did I not see? No, we do. Sorry, we okay, do. Okay, don't scare me like that. Yeah, sorry. Oh, never mind. The Kings okay. were absolute booty cheeks last year. <laughs> yeah, they. Were oh, they were really <laughs> bad. But yeah. I could, I could, I could maybe see a scenario. When I look at the roster, I could maybe sort of see something that they end up being okay. And in such yeah. a weak division, I could see them coming yeah. out. Again, I think playoffs. that the West is kind of the the division that is just – or the conference that's the like – Pacific, teams, you mean. The, well, I think both the Central and the Pacific are – there's a lot of teams that are um, kind of probably on the cusp there just because there's – I think there's just a lot of teams that aren't particularly great this year. Um, and I think it's kind of funny when you look at the disparity between the East and the West, and I don't know. I mean, maybe, Sean, you probably know, have an idea about this, but I, I can't remember a time where the East and West were so far apart as they are this year, but I don't know. Maybe it'll end up being just normal, you know, like. Maybe. I don't know. I think we should we should do a who do, which which playoff team we have projected that won't make the playoffs. Okay, yeah. So Just a quick one. Bookend it. Book ended. Sean, you go first. You go first. One sec. I got to pick up the Leafs. I got to pull this table up. <laughs> the Leafs. Josh, the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Just one sec. I got to pull it up again. I was using other parts of evolving-hockey.com, <laughs> my favorite website. So to not make the playoffs, do I go with the easy pick? Sure, do take I go, the easy pick. I'll go with the Devils not to make it. Because okay, as easy right. as okay. it is, like, I think I've – made the argument here for the devils to make it but i can also see the argument that they don't right i mean yeah absolutely have, oh yeah you some of it does rely on some of the younger players taking a step forward i'm not yeah. a big hughes fan um excuse you he sure still probably needs to take another step up um, excuse you <laughs> excuse me and you know tatar's we're, getting we're big devils fans now tatar's so to, getting older and there's been a lot of doubts on him and i think he did actually struggle kind of in vegas we went to vegas from yeah. detroit um yeah. so there's some questions i guess that can loom about his ability to adapt here um so i mean i think it's easy enough to make an argument on the other side of things that devils won't make it here yeah uh, i'm gonna pick i said it already but um i'm gonna pick the stars <laughs> 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 the stars won't make the playoffs. The stars won't make the playoffs. Um, actually, I was just gonna say I kind of said it already, but I like the Jets. I feel like maybe, but um, I was gonna say the Jets, but they have Ealers, so yeah, I can't. And, and they also I can't I, and Hellebuck, so yeah, I can't not I, say I just, that. I don't know. I can't I guess, say the Jets because Ealers is he's uh, amazing. But I I don't know the the Jets don't really I don't know. I I guess I just think a team that relies so heavily on their goaltender like the like the Jets do. Um, I I think is very. Like I, I think it's just like if that's kind of what you are relying on as heavily as they have the last. How I mean, it's been like two or three years, right? That the Jets haven't really been that great, but they've had. Well, no. Of, so right? it's it's their. If you look at their internal analytics, it's a little bit of a different picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Again, I think this is kind of a hard one because I, I guess the Devils or the Devils. I think the Metro is probably the easier pick here, just because I think the, all the teams are good. I'm gonna just say the Jets because I think that no, I'm not trying to you know put a curse on the Jets. I love the Jets, love Winnipeg, um, but I, I just think a team that relies so heavily on their goaltender is very very um, unstable, and I just think that would be my pick. Who are currently in a top three position right now? All right, and then I will fi- I will round it out. Um, I don't. I'm just I, I don't know. I'll just say the Capitals. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's uh well everybody always gets mad at us with our Ovechkin stuff and everybody's like, Oh, he's gonna be incredible yeah. until but he he's is 30, fifty years he's old. He's thirty six. Yeah. Right? And Backstrom's injured and he has that lingering hip issue. Uh and then I mean I d I don't know, I could pull up the rest of their roster. I don't know. I just that would be one that would be interesting to me. because um, I do think that they are very um they're getting up there in age. Um and uh you know, but well, there's Nick Jensen. Why did Seattle not take Nick Jensen? No, I, don't know. I think the Capitals but, are not a bad pick. I think also because of the age, but also they they lost Verano too. Like they, oh, they you have Kempney projected to be in. Yeah. Okay, maybe I won't. 
Maybe I won't. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. I'm going to say the Capitals. Okay. Well, I probably would say the Devils. No, I wouldn't say the Devils. I would say, I actually don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think every team that we project is going to make the playoffs, and every team that we don't is not going to make the playoffs. And that's all I all right. will say about that. All right. There's there's your answer, folks. Yeah. But all right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah. Or maybe maybe we'll try to do something special for the season opener. We're recording this on a Tuesday, right? So yep. exactly a week from now is the season opener. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll chat about it after the fact, Sean. We can figure <laughs> something out fun. Although the last time I think we mentioned this before that we tried to watch a game live and on podcast, it just had a bunch of us not really doing well, anything. Yeah. It was just, We'd have yeah. to do a bit. We'd have to do a Twitch stream or something, something special. But yeah, yeah. something special. We'll have to see. But uh, but yeah. All right. Well, we'll sign it off for now. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Take it easy, Sean. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>